Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heavens. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. What is going on, Atlanta? I know you're anxious. I know that you are like us, and you're going, what's the holdup, swole up? <laughs> but listen, this is a process, and when it comes to hiring our next head football coach, um, this is not going to be something that happens here in the next day or so. And we told you this last week. Nothing was going to happen. They've got to go through these interviews, the second interviews, and the process of that starting. But, Mike, as we start – the 5 o'clock hour. We know, because we started in, at the 2 o'clock hour, that Harbaugh was in California. Now, it's a three-hour time difference. So, maybe they're meeting, and, and there are various reports that this is going on as we speak. They keep using these buzzwords. You know, they are close to a deal. I don't know how close, but listen, if he's off the table by the end of the night, let's just say that hypothetically happens, then the pool of coaches that we continue to be interested in continues to get smaller. We've got three jobs right now, two jobs that we know three actually that have been filled, two internally, right? With yeah, the, Callahan the, just the, got uh, the uh, Titans job. With right. the Patriots and then obviously the Ra- the Vegas Raiders. But then, yes, Callahan gets hired. There. So three jobs off. But this is something that, uh, you know, Harbaugh, we, we have a ske- second interview scheduled. Is it going to happen? Yeah, it just sounds like from everything that the pro football talk is talking about, nothing from like the West Coast papers that's concrete, just kind of echoing what they're saying on NFL.com, which is he's in the building. And somebody tweeted it out or got on the phone with somebody. And it sounds like trying to figure out what the staff's going to look like, ironing out the contract. So it, it sounds like more than 50% chance Harbaugh is going to be the Chargers head coach, which a lot of Falcon fans felt was going to happen anyway. But it's just a matter of how determined were we to get in the mix with Harbaugh, you know? How, how actively did we pursue it? We did one interview. I mean, why did it take so long to get the second? The same thing that applies to Rich McKay perhaps being a firewall that will prevent us from being stuck with Belichick. Maybe also counts us out of getting Harbaugh for some of the same reasons. Maybe Harbaugh felt that he didn't want somebody over his shoulder. Or maybe we'll never know until you know guys are asked some questions about it. But I really am disappointed. I thought we could have him in the mix for Harbaugh. Anyone who felt Harbaugh wasn't coming here, you don't know how football works. You throw enough money at him. You give him what he wants. He comes here. So while we're talking about Rich McKay, uh, let, let's get back to this this Belichick thing and what we know as of right now, because this is one of the fluid things that we're following, guys. If he hadn't taken the job already and it hadn't been offered, there's a reason. And if the reason happens to be what we've discussed on this show, okay, shows ahead of the curve. We told you guys that this was about power, okay? Was... Rich McKay willing to come off of whatever his position is? And was Bill Belichick willing to say, okay, I'm willing to report to Rich McKay as these other coaches have come into this organization and, and they've done in the past? 
Either way, Mike, it seems to be a sticking point, and it's something that Arthur Blank's going to have to make a decision on if he right. wants to go this route. Look, we've talked about it. Carl brought it up earlier. You know, Rich McKay, he had a, you know, the, if you don't know the resume, he built the Bucks team that John Gruden won the Super Bowl with. He did some good things here. You know, he missed some picks. You know, he was like most GMs. He was some hit and miss. He brought in Petrino. That was the one that got him kicked upstairs. And there he remained for many years. And he built the stadium, was our conduit to the NFL, his relationship with the competition committee. And then as things started to wobble again after 16, he gets more invo- involved. Now, Rich came on the show with us. We can cue that up for guys who missed it earlier. Or yeah, we're going to play that. Yeah, because Rich McKay, you asked him the question, what exactly you know, is your role? Because we were of the opinion if there was uh, a general manager and a coach squabbling, or squabbling, or maybe at, 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 at odds over a pick, that Rich McKay would be the guy that would be the tiebreaker, which technically is making personnel decisions, isn't it? No. When you suggest, you know, I get back to this, and I, I just I have to use this example, and, and it's maybe too close to our business, but I would tell you if you're in the banking business, okay, and the CEO of J.P. Morgan was in your building walking through the halls, you might stop and say, hey, can I ask you something? If it for, was for us and it was Howard Stern walking through our hallways, I might stop and ask him mm-hmm. something. I think Rich has tried to be an advisor. It doesn't mean he's making the decisions. But I want you to hear from his mouth because I know many of you have this concern and you're saying, well, he's the impediment. I asked him, what is your job? What is it that you do? My role kind of, and, and there are plenty of people that do this in different sports, depending on who it is. My role really is to, to sit in the place of the owner. Uh, I report to Arthur, and then uh, meaning Arthur Blank, and then the coach and the GM report to me. Um, he still meets with them all the time. He said, but on a week-to-week basis, who's going to meet with, with, uh, with them? It's going to be me. And, and I'm going to be the one that they're going to say, hey, we're thinking about this. We're going to want this. We need this. We need four more buses. Whatever it may be they need, my job is provided to them. I'll talk football with them, but I'll never like I, I, I don't want to be and nor should do I want people to have the impression that Arthur Blank or, or Rich McKay are sitting in draft meetings and saying, hey, let's draft X. That, that's not what my job is. Now, my job is when they say we want to draft Y is to ask, OK, well, and that's a bad letter. If we want to draft A, then my question should be why. And we go through the process. But I think that's my role. Um, and I think that. Um, you know, I, I try in every way, shape, or form I can to be a resource. I've done the salary cap before. I've done contract negotiations before. So I'm always happy to answer questions and give them my thoughts. But they're going to make the decisions. You have to put them in position to do that. Uh, and that's, that's what we've done here. They're going to make the decisions. So that means, okay, under the structure currently as it is, and we don't know if that will change, that who, whatever coach takes his job, ultimately him and – we, we assume Terry Fontenot will be the general manager. He is, and he's been on, in on these interviews. We'll make the decisions. But that doesn't mean that you don't use a guy like this as a resource. Now, Mike, is Arthur Blank willing to take him completely out of the picture and say, you are not meeting with either one of these guys moving forward. Mm. You don't have to worry about being the liaison for me anymore. I just don't see that happening. No, nah, I mean, if you want to say security blanket or a, you know, a crutch or just a guy that's been helpful around the organization – I know we got guys that have been on social media. They're screaming right now in the cars. We've got to get rid of Rich McKay. I get it. 
You know, I mean, look, if we win the friggin' Super Bowl, nobody's saying Rich McKay was an impediment to this organization's success. But when you don't win anything, you don't even go to the playoffs for six months, the fan base is going to say maybe it's time to change the approach. I think both sides would be right on that. You know, I think certainly a lot of fans who don't know, and we've been yelling and telling you for months what Rich McKay's job is, and you just heard it from the man's own mouth, unless he's being really modest, and he really is the power. Some folks feel, and I was on, I told you, I was on with Boston Radio, with Toucher, our buddy, Rich, and those guys, and they were like, you know, well, what's the argument? I go, well, you know, is there going to be a power play? Rich still has a lot of power. He's, I think he's been almost too modest when he spoke with us a few weeks ago. Because, you know, then if, it's, if you don't want to maintain this relationship with Arthur and you're going to walk away and let Belichick come in, that's, then, then you're gone. Then you're out. You're out. Then Rich's role is there is no role for Rich in the organization. I think the power comes in the trusted advice that Arthur Blank has received and how there's been more successes than failures. But this guy was uh, uh, was the guy that was linked to replacing uh, Paul Tagliabue years sure. ago. I mean, this guy's got juice. Sure. Like, look, I said this when this whole thing went down about everybody talking about Rich, and I said there's no one in the league that won't take his call, no matter what you think about him, okay? No one he doesn't know. He knows all the heavy hitters. Um, that has mattered in this process of how the organization has been ran and how Arthur Blank has been able to do a lot of the things that he's been able to do. Um, this is not about defending him. This is about understanding it. We can sit here and fuss, but this may not be something that you need to get your, your yourself all worried about. Like, at the end of the day, if Arthur Blank says he's not going anywhere, then that probably means Belichick's not coming. But the fan base thinks that Rich McKay is intimately involved in these decisions about who's gonna, who Arthur Blank is going to hire. I mean, I mean, percept, the perception, fair or unfair, people just feel that Rich McKay is the power behind Arthur Blank when it comes to these decisions. Okay. So, I'm you, just, so I'm you're just, saying Arthur Blank's a puppet? No, I'm just telling, I'm just telling you how the people feel. You, <laughs> That's the what people, you're saying. Well, I think when it comes to these football decisions, Arthur does lean on Rich. How, how much does he lean on him? I mean, we're trying to quantify this. And that's what I'm I saying. Mean, Rich, here's the thing. We know if left to his own devices, he would hire Bill Belichick yesterday. That's Arthur's. He's always been fascinated by the organization. He loves the Patriot way. He thinks Belichick, again, at age 81, I've got a decent enough team. I get Belichick in there. We find a quarterback, and we, we win a Super Bowl in the next two or three years. Okay, so Arthur's a billionaire, Mike. He's self-made. Do it. You're saying he's got to ask Rich for permission? Like, do well, it. Well, if then, that's what you want, well, do it. Well, then why is, again, you're, you're making it sound like Rich McKay's just there watering plants. If he doesn't have any juice, Bill Belichick would be our coach. Well, no. What I'm saying is that Arthur still takes his advice to heart. And whether we like it as the fan base or not, this is somebody that he's trusted for 20 years. That's the reality. Hey. He helped him hire Mike Smith. Mike said it earlier. Nobody knew who Mike Smith was. He went on to become well, the, the, the winningest coach well, in Falcon history. He got kicked upstairs after the, 27, the 2007. That was kind of like Dimitrov. And, and the, I mean, the, the Corn Ferry people brought us Dan Quinn. Well, that, wasn't, that wasn't Rich McKay. Oh, so Rich McKay didn't have anything to do with that one. Well, now, now you're telling so now you're well, So which one is it? Well, that's what I'm well, saying. I'm asking you. You're saying that he has everything to do with it, and I'm saying you're picking no. and choosing which, well, which hirings he had a choice he on. Was not, he was on Arthur's blank list after he blew it with Petrino. Arthur was hot. That's why he got kicked upstairs, and he wasn't directly involved. So until he he was, and then he got back involved. You know this. You read Jeff Schultz's article. So I don't have to read Jeff Schultz to know that. Here's the deal, Mike. Is he the guy that's doing the hiring? If he is, then he's been doing it all along, and then he's in no, all No, I just hirings. told you, there are times he was involved, and there's times he had less power. Right now, whatever his involvement is, Bill Belichick is not the head coach. And you would agree with me that if Arthur Blank was left to his own devices, Belichick would be the head coach. No, because I think Arthur Blank, if he wanted it, he's a billionaire. He'll do whatever he wants. He would tell Rich, I want this done. You guys don't believe that? You think that Rich has got that? 
Arthur, you cannot do this. You cannot hire him. And Arthur goes, you're right. Come on. Well, nobody else is talking to Bill Belichick, which if Rich is the firewall, as I said, between this, good. That's good. That's good. Now, if he's the firewall which kept us from getting hardball, that's not good. You know, but and I, that's the pluses and minuses but, of the but, all of but, this. But like, here's the thing: when when you and I have to argue about this, and the fan base is confused, are we a are disf- they confused? Are we a dysfunctional franchise because we've got because the owner can't make a decision without Rich McKay? No, they're not. I don't think they're confused. I think people don't understand, which is why we played the soundbite for clarity. That's not me saying it. That's not you saying it. That's him yeah. telling you. Now, whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. That is your choice. But I'm not fabricating anything. I'm not putting words in his mouth, and I'm not telling you what I think about what his job is. That is why we played the soundbite. If you don't want to take heed to that, that's your choice. Well, the fan base, Carl, sees the general manager not at the dais the day after the coach gets fired, and you see, oh, Rich McKay with Arthur Blank, which certainly gives the impression if there's a pecking order, Rich McKay is the number one dog in this franchise. The general manager's not even heard from. And I'm sorry. I mean, the so pers- who's making the decisions? I th- I think it's some kind of influence that Rich McKay has over Arthur, and I don't know. We certainly, if we wanted Belichick, he would have been he could have been hired days ago. Four zero four seven. What would you say? You do here. Four zero four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. I just want to have the facts, and then determine what is going to happen and where we're going. I think it's very easy to have this skewed opinion about Rich when he says, here's my job, whether you want to believe it or not. Now, does that mean that he calls Arthur every day and says, don't do this and don't do that? Maybe he does, Mike. Well, he's going to be here. Like, guys, the only other thing is Arthur Blank sells the Falcons because Rich McKay is never going anywhere. Well, maybe one day he will. Or maybe he'll pass it on to his son. All right, coming up, we got more to get to. Strong arm story of the day. And this is why we're talking about this. Because if this is one of the things – that is stopping us from maybe getting one of the guys we want. How does Arthur handle it? That is the bigger picture. It's Dukes and Bell. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Arm Story of the Day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Before we get into what this job really has to offer, and we're talking about the uh, candidates and why anybody would really want this job with the Falcons, and it's an attractive job. I just want to say this about Mike and I's conversation with, about Rich McKay. Mike and I want the same things you guys want. We want the right hire so we can turn the corner and start winning damn games and start being a consistent playoff contender. We want to be a Super Bowl contender. We want the same things. What we don't know and why we had that conversation just moments ago is because we want to make sure that whoever is making the decisions, all right, and we're not sure how this all plays out. We're just, Mm. again, going on what what we've heard, what we know from people and sources and whatnot. But at the end of the day, whoever's making these decisions better get it right. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Rich. It doesn't matter if it's Art. Arthur Blank. It doesn't matter. The fact is, the collaboration of this team with Terry Fontenot and everybody that they say is involved with this, we want the same things. What Mike is frustrated about is that he feels like the situation for the last 20 years, which, again, we never really talked about until the last five or six, has impeded our franchise from doing some things that maybe it should have done. And my thing is, this guy came on our show and said, here's what I do. Right. And am I supposed to believe him, or do we believe that the the fringes of, hey, there's some other things that are really going on here, and Arthur Blank just leaves it to Rich to say, you make the decision. Whatever's going on, understand this, Atlanta. We all want the same thing. Right. And I, I, do, I do empathize with the audience that says, look, you know, when you have whatever the arrangement is, whatever the influence is or isn't, I thought Rich was being a bit modest with us, and he's an attorney, but the idea that, you know, it's been the same approach, and maybe it's time to shake things up. You know, and, and, and get a new set of buffers in there between whatever the game day stuff is at Arthur Blank. I would love that, Mike. You know, I said this yesterday. Like, again, and this goes to people in the building and you trust people and over years you gain that trust. But, but again, who has more clout in that building than Rich? Right. There are not three other guys walking around with that kind of experience, have achievements like he has on his resume, where you could go, hey, what do you think? Right. That is why you have to hire other folks in that realm. It's, it should be more than just one guy. Well, that was my, my feeling was at the end of the Quinn, you know, Dimitrov front. And I said this, we talked about it on the radio. I said, why doesn't Rich just get back to being a general manager? But he doesn't want to do that. So it's almost like it, it kind of reminds you of like the Jerry West character in uh, Winning Time. You know, do you want to do you want to have this responsibility or yeah. do you not? Now, right. again, I'm just I'm just juxtapositioning guys. If you didn't watch that on HBO, Jerry West was kind of he, he wants the Lakers to win so bad, but yet he doesn't want to actually have to have the game day and the day to day responsibility as a GM. That's exactly. And, and that's exactly right. And that's why Rich always says that. Oh, I don't want to be picking the players. I don't want to be right. picking the players. I don't want to be picking the players. But when it comes time to pick the players, they come to you and say, what do you think? And then you go, well, I think he's pretty good. That's influence. Right. So I will say this. I mean, the pecking order, just real quick, somebody along the line, did Arthur sign off and go, okay, Arthur, you pick the offense and Fontenot, you do. See, I don't know. We 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 never got the clarification of that on that press conference after Arthur got got because we wanted to know why did you do the things you've done in the first round the past three years, and yet Fontenot has been able to really do some good things in free agency when he had money to spend. True. But it's just – that's where I just love to know who signs off on those decisions. I mean, I guess ultimately the buck stops with Arthur Blank. But along those lines, Rich, I think, has some input, we think. All right. And, and again, that may cause somebody, you know who I'm talking about, not taking the job. Right. That, that's, that's what this comes down to. All right, 404-726-0929. Uh, we were talking about the job openings. And, you know, when Arthur Smith leaves this roster – in pretty good condition. Let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're another head coach and you play the Falcons this year 
And we said this. We competed. We didn't make enough plays, and the offense didn't score enough points. But this team competed, and, and you look at the roster and you go, okay, Chris Lindstrom, Jesse Bates, uh, Bijan, Drake. Yeah, all these guys. Tyler Algier. It's a pretty good roster, you know? And now they're going to improve on this in the offseason. We have flexibility. We, you know, we're not in cap hell anymore. We're, we have flexibility with over $40 million in cap to spend. But, Mike, this is an attractive job. The thing that whoever gets it has got to figure out, and we've said this, is the quarterback thing. And that, to me, is even more important probably than the coach who gets right. the job because sometimes you got to have a Patrick Mahomes, Mike, who can just make plays, and it doesn't matter who's on the sidelines. Right. I mean, this goes back to how we started this segment talking about Rich McKay. There was a consensus amongst a bunch of people that thought it was a good idea to make a swing for Deshaun Watson. Then you had to lose Matt. And then last year, you and I were just talking. I go, and I, I said that at times, you know, Smith's offense was too complicated, but you broke it down to its simplest form. You ain't got a quarterback. You got a quarterback. And that's what we have to find. So if does one quarterback, and I'm sure Arthur, I asked Carl, I said, do you think Arthur Blank specifically asks and talks about guys like Kirk Cousins to some of these potential coaches that come in? Does he talk about Justin Fields? He so I think, should. I would think Arthur would like Fields maybe as a guy would put fannies in the seats, if nothing else. I think, Mike, you got to, when, you, when you're talking to all these candidates, and by the way, a bunch of guys with second interviews, uh, you know, Raheem Morris, we're talking about a bunch of guys. But when you sit down with, with the front office and you say, what's your plan at quarterback? That individual has to have a plan. plan. And if it's specifically targeted guys, you know what? If this particular guy, and it's private, so they can talk about it. But if this guy comes about, I want to go get him. Or I believe that uh, Jane Daniels in the draft is the guy I want to go get. And can we move to go get him? And you put that back on ownership and say, are you willing to make a move like that? Right. And that's when you say, look, I'm really looking forward to, if he's still here, working with Terry Fontenot. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's the thing. If I'm Bill Belichick, I have some um, some ideas. I have some people I like to bring in. If I'm Harbaugh, maybe he's also got some people he like to bring in. You know, at some point, someone's going to say, "Yeah, the, the young up and coming guys, the Ben Johnsons of the world." These other guys will say, "Yeah, I, I really, I think I could put, strike up a good relationship with Terry. We'll go get the guys we need to get, and hopefully, we get a young. Co- you want a mobile? Co- These are questions you'd ask. You want a pocket passer? That's you right. want a dual threat? That's right. You, you, are you interested in exploring free agency? I mean, look, the Kirk Cousins thing is a solution for a number of teams. You know, a lot of teams are like us. You need a quarterback. You know, but we're not the, the thing is, guys, we're not the only team that's going to be in the mix for Kirk Cousins. And there's some folks in Minnesota that would say we're not letting him go and they'll match. So that's that's one of the concerns. I just know for some people, it's sort of been like the break glass, go get Kirk Cousins, which is a little moving parts to that one. No, there is. There is. Uh, Aaron Glenn's going to get a second interview. We talked about Ben Johnson. By the way, um, the, the coaches who are still in the playoffs, right? Nothing can be mm-hmm. done until after that game on Sunday, which is the. NFC AFC championship game. We get a week, guys, before the Super Bowl. Okay. So that's going to be the week for me that I think something happens. We're going to see. But I think that's probably when this happens, Mike. But you still have things that you can, you got to bring guys into the building or you're going to visit guys in person this week. A right. lot of this stuff still has to play out. Now, another thing is, we said this to start the show, it's really hard, Carl, for us. And Carl's like, he's not as bad as me, but you're a close second. We're not very patient people. No, And, no. you know, to tell you guys to be patient with this, but if, you were, if you're earmarking some of these guys that are coaching in these, you know, these playoffs, you can't talk to them. They're, they're kind of like off limits. And then there'll be some windows when we get into that bye week before the Super Bowl if you are fancying a Mike McDonald, who I like from the Ravens. But again, who you bring in is your OC. We talked about Raheem Morris, which has some guys losing their minds earlier. But, you know, I like the idea of Ben Johnson. But I, I'd love to know what, how these – we'd love to be a fly in the wall to know all the answers to the questions you guys are asking. All right, we got plenty more to get to, guys. Road to the big game, including uh, what people are saying about Brock Purdy. I don't know if he's in this rut right now, but it's not the time to be in a rut. And the Lions are going to come into the 49ers. 
uh, home field. They have home field advantage over the weekend. I think they'll have every opportunity to maybe win this game and upset the 49ers. We're going to let you hear what Ryan Clark had to say about that. And also coming up, we are going to talk to Quinn Snyder, head basketball coach of our Atlanta Hawks. He's going to join us at 6 o'clock. Last night, tough loss on the road against Sacramento, but no Trey. He's in concussion protocol, so we'll talk to Quinn about all things. Guys, trade deadline is right around the corner. Are they going to be able to improve this team between now and the trade deadline being over February 8th, Mike? Do something. Do something. All right, coming up, 49ers' big game drought is longer than we remember. We'll explain next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The game. It's been a long time since the 49ers have won a Super Bowl. Bueller, Bueller, 1994, Mike. We've been to the Super Bowl the same amount of time since then that the 49ers have gone. It's crazy. We went in 98, obviously, and of course uh, we went in after March 16, and they went, obviously, in, uh, in 2012. And then, of course, the Chiefs got them just a few years back. So Steve Young was throwing touchdown passes to Jerry Rice. If you're wondering what was happening back in 1994. That was, by the way, I, I had just moved down to South Florida. That was one of the worst Super Bowls of all time. That was one of the, that's what the Chargers and Stan Humphreys. Yeah. And Bobby Ross Chargers, former Georgia Tech head coach. Yeah. And that was one of the greatest beatdowns. That's the one, remember uh, Plummer and the guys, linebackers, let's get that monkey off your back. Blah! You know, on the sideline. Because the knock was Steve Young could never win the big one. But that's the last time uh, with those cool block lettered 3D numbers they used to have. Yeah, it, it, and that was a great team, too, by the way. But but the point is, like, with all the success that they've had, and now this is their third NFC championship game in four years. They went to a Super Bowl since uh, Shanahan's been there, and they lost. And so, Mike, how much pressure is on these guys? Like, mm. we can talk about the Ravens all we want, and they were the number one seed, but how much pressure is on the 49 Ravens haven't been living in the AFC championship game. Part of that is Lamar was injured and all that, but they found a way to get there. But I think right now, if you told me this weekend this team has to win, it's the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that they have nothing to do with the previous history. Harbaugh's team obviously beat us and came up short against his brother down there in New Orleans. But you're right. I mean, I think just like we talked about with Buffalo, you and I have been, I've been talking to you about Buffalo for three years and like the sense of urgency. The you think wind, it's over now? Wind, no, I, window is now. I don't know what to make of that. I mean – Boy, Joe Brady did some really good things. It just, you know, you get back to moments in the game, big moments. Why don't the Falcons have a Super Bowl win? Big moments. Like digs drops. Yep. Like our mistakes on that final drive, defensive lapses, you know, things that happen. You're saying Freeman missed a block? 
Yes, he did. Well, yeah. he, look, he was in his bag. You know, they were they were going to uh, you know they were going to. Can we talk, Kevin Coleman? That's right. And eventually, when they got him back in the game, his head wasn't in. He missed up as the high tower on the blitz. Right. He did. But there's moments, and the teams that can't be clutched don't get the juice, and that's where Buffalo sits right now. I think Buffalo, as long as you got Josh Allen, you've got a chance to certainly go and 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 do great things. But man, if you're the 49ers, this is your window. You got a great defense. You got all these pieces. You lights paid out. everybody. You got to go, right? And eventually, you know, if, now Purdy, a lot of a lot of focus on Purdy this week after looking terrible. I know we talked about Ryan Clark and other guys just killing him on ESPN and NFL Network this week. But, I mean, I'm with you. I think Shan- as long as you got Shanahan, he can figure this guy out. He can get him straightened out. Let's hear Ryan Clark talk about where the 49ers offense needs to go through. Who, who do they need to run this offense through? You don't take Brock Purdy over Jared Goff right now. And you for sure don't take Brock Purdy over the two dudes on the other side in the AFC. So if you're the San Francisco 49ers, you're thinking to yourself right now, this team that we were starting to run through our quarterback better run through Uncle Shannon's nephew, Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't, they're going to find themselves at home again without a ring. Mm. Yeah, I listen, the McCaffrey thing is to a point, yes. But in these playoff games, to Mike's point about making plays, Purdy's got to make some of these throws. He didn't make those throws in the first half. He made them late in the game. In the second half against the the, the uh, Packers, here's Clark, Ryan Clark from ESPN talking about Brock Purdy. Mike, I don't know if this continues this Sunday, but if it does, Lions going to win this game. Because he was playing extremely well and operating in that offense and distributing the ball to Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, we had to continue to include him in conversations with the Lamar Jacksons. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Josh Allen. Those things are not alike. Brock Purdy is a fine player. Brock Purdy can operate in Kyle Shanahan's offense at an extremely efficient level. Brock Purdy doesn't raise the level of play of anyone around him. Wow. I think that's a little bit over the top. I think some of this is some truth in there. I mean, most, I mean, that's a bit over the top. I think that's a little bit exaggerated. I mean, it, it was a white boy day on that show. But, look, I'm just saying that the dude is he went in. He's got some game. He showed you the game last year, how completely lost they were, obviously, like, without having a quarterback against the Eagles. But I think like, he had a bad – now, we did the thing – we were joking around, if you guys missed the early part of the show, about hand size, and that was one of the knocks. I mean, they, that's why they make such a big deal out of this at the Combine. But he couldn't Eight handle – Eight inches, Mike. He Eight inches. handle the wet football. Well, I guess you got to be nine and a half. What's Mahomes? What's the uh, Mahomes has got relatively small hands? Nine and a quarter, according to what those people consider small hands. That's crazy. <laughs> I know, know I have small hands. I keep looking at mine like all spread out. I, I know yeah. I do. You know what they say about small hands? What's that? Small gloves. Anyway, but in the case of him, he couldn't handle the, the ball in the rain, and, and that was a concern. And if they get moist uh, – women hate that word – moist conditions coming up on Sunday. Why don't you just shudder, Oren? I don't like that word either, man. That word is nasty. So it looks like it could be moist. It's Santa Clara. What's nasty about it? It's all in context. It could be. There's never. Nobody ever wants to be that condition. It's just. (laughs) Just think about like. Think about a time that you were that condition and how uncomfortable you were when you were that condition. Now Munson, I got a good friend named Munson, and Carl's met him a few times out on Vegas trips. And sometimes he'll just call me up, and it'll be a voice message, and it'll be like, "You have a voice message from Kyle Munson," and it'll be like. Moist, and that'll be it. He just hangs up, and I put it on speaker. Then my wife cringes. So I don't know what it is about that word, but it's going to be wet. And if it is, he's going to get a handle on it. This, <laughs> this doesn't 
doesn't stop. Of course it's going to be wet. Yes, of course. Or moist. Well, either or. This is not. It's all in content. We're talking about football, people. Yeah, but I mean, the dude looked like he'd ever thrown a freaking football in the rain before. And I know it doesn't. They don't have perfect weather at Iowa State. He managed. He was like, remember the gloves? Gloves on, gloves off. He's Michael Jackson all of a sudden. I mean, what the hell? Well, I'm sure it was very slippery in Iowa. Yes. But was it as moist as it was last week in San Francisco? So the question will be, Shanahan, figure this out. Get the grip. Get, literally, get a grip on things. <laughs> Slap it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh, no! And then let's go beat those lions. The bigger bigger than his hands and the moistness of the conditions is what's Debo going to be. Would you stop it? Debo's shoulder, obviously, <laughs> is a major concern for the 49ers. <laughs> okay. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine, and maybe that's our last call. The word that you <laughs> yes. can't handle—the word that just makes you shudder or creeps you out. All right, yeah. Debo uh, just needs to rub some dirt on it, guys, right. and he'll be just hey fine. now red dirt, prefer- right. preferably. Right, all right. But no, but deep in all seriousness, Debo is a big part. You talked about it, and look, I understand where Ryan Clark's coming from. He's totally packaging it as a system argument. And do well, you believe that though? I don't believe. See, I've seen Purdy do things outside of this Kyle Shanahan says, right. Listen, all these are systems. Right. Okay. The guy that was here couldn't handle the system that they were asking him to run. No, and Matt Ryan had the greatest career of himself of, of his life in this guy's offense. Th- these are Shanahan's all, offense. These are all systems. You have to run what you're doing. And I know people like they watch Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's just freelancing. No, there's a system. Andy Reid has no. a system. Exactly right. So if you can handle that and make the plays within the system, but there are going to be things, Mike, it's called off script, guys. you got to go off script sometimes and make plays. That is where Mahomes is great. It's where Lamar is great. That's why their teams are in the position they're in. Josh Allen is great at it. Sometimes you got to right. go off script. But in the system, I've seen him do things, and you go, this dude's really good because within that system you still have to be able to do right. read defenses. Mike, put the ball where it needs to be, not throw interceptions, Dez. Like, those are things yeah. in the system. He had a run of just awful throws. And I think a lot of it, and Shanahan was answering questions about it yesterday, was attributed to the weather and the, the moist conditions. But this dude, you know, I mean, you don't throw for 31 touchdowns in the NFL and 4,200 yards. And, was and, wet, and you're it as was. bad as Ryan Clark's making him sound. With no, all due respect. And I like no, Ryan, but no. I think he's going, I think he went all in a little too much. But yeah. that's what TV is now. This guy's a bum. Oh, yeah, he got to go in, man. There's no, there's no middle ground. Everything, as you know, is a zero sum He doesn't make anyone yeah. better. Well, right. okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, Coming up, we are going to talk to Quinn Snyder. Uh, we're going to take a quick timeout, come back. He's going to join us here at the top of the hour, and we'll talk all things Hawks. Hawks lose to Sacramento. They battled last night. Golden State up next. No Trey Young, concussion protocol. Dallas at home on Friday. Mike and I will be down at the arena getting you ready for that. But we got a lot to talk about because uh, there are areas of improvement with this team, and then there are areas we're scratching our heads and wondering what is going on. Quinn Snyder is on the way here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 